You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hi, y'all. Welcome to session four. I am so excited for you to listen to this one because in between session three and session four, Allie and I chatted quite a bit in base camp and she had quite a few breakthroughs regarding business models, services, all of those amazing things we had started to dive into in session three. So I think it will be really, really cool for you to see how differently she's thinking about it, how much she's kind of letting herself reflect and dream here and how much she learned doing that exercise of forgiving past investments. So really pumped for you to listen. I think this will be a game changing episode for you and just so grateful to Allie as always. Hi. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I am good. I am ready for this. Too much child in four days already. (laughs) Yes. Real adult combo time. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I feel like we've done it all and it's day one of break. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, whatever activities shall we continue to do? We have colored, we have cookied, we have Mario carded, we have Mario partied. (laughs) We have read books. (laughs) And then I happily delivered him to my husband so I could work this afternoon. (laughs) So good. Isn't it crazy? Like, I just can't believe it's December 21st. It's like blowing my mind. No, like it's I've been over prepared for the holiday. But at the same time, I'm like, ugh, it's so soon. Yet it feels yeah. so far away. I don't know. It's like totally it's like agree. the whole year. <laughs> Absolutely. So I feel like you had uh, a lot of breakthroughs happening. So let's just like recap <laughs> those. Tell me where you're at with those. Tell me how you're feeling. We'll kind of go from there. Oh, where to start? Um, so the process that felt good, like actually sitting yeah. down and writing everything out step by step and you just really helping me realize that I have overcompensated for my past occurrence history yeah. <laughs> in the process that I was trying to provide for my clients. So that was, that was super helpful that I don't need to do all these things. Yeah. That was a big part. It was getting real intense, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) But it felt so much lighter. Yeah. I think what was so interesting about it is actually seeing how good it was to see that, like, so many of the things that were difficult for you was when someone, like, really over-promised and under-delivered. And so I think it was like really permission giving in a way to be like, actually, let's narrow this way in and be very specific about our promise. And then if we over-deliver from there, great, but almost like not trying to go down that route. Not that you're under-delivering, but it's like getting into that, let me promise all the things is so dangerous, you know? So we were really getting to this in the last session, but I really think 
this was such a beautiful realization that Ali's having that she doesn't need to promise all the things in order to not let anyone down. And I think that is just such a gift to see her go through this process and come to that conclusion because I think, again, it's something so many of us struggle with. And so I just hope this is such a dose of permission if you're listening that the way to not let anyone down is not to promise all the things. In fact, that almost is what sets us up for letting people down is we're trying to, you know, fill every gap, every need instead of like really staying in our zone of genius. And so, you know, it's ironic that the reason we're doing it is to not let anyone down. And then it sort of sets us up to be most likely to do that. So permission to not have to deliver every single thing imaginable that someone could need. And for that not to be a disappointment, but really a very, very, very big service to your clients and a huge value to you and your business. Yeah, absolutely. Because from what had happened in my past and like things just getting abandoned mid project or Mm -hmm. like a whole bunch of different things, but I really was trying to throw everything plus the kitchen sink in my package to be the person that never let anybody down. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I know that I have past clients that I have let down because I've been trying to do all the things and I've let mm-hmm. myself down in the process with a lot of it, like writing down, like going through the process of what I want to deliver. Like that was so much designing. And right now mm-hmm. I would say three fourths of my work time is managing just conversations about doing something like it's never mm-hmm. actually doing the thing. Yeah. Well, and it's so, it makes so much sense that like, then it's feeling extra stressful because it's not like, you know, one of the questions that we uh, were playing with, like on maybe our first or second session, I think was like, what does Allie get out of the business? Right. Right. And I think what you're seeing through that is almost like, well, what I started this business for is because I wanted to design and I'm not even getting that most of the time. So it was like, really cool to be able to like reflect on like, wait, no, what I want to be doing more is designing, not less. Yeah. So (laughs) I mean, side note into that, you know, I struggled with, well, I don't even know what I want. Like, I don't even know what makes me happy anymore, you know? And in my journal that I do every day, it's like list three things that have been bringing you joy. And like, I have been doing these stained glass color, like Christmas coloring with my son. Oh, yeah. And oh my God, do I love coloring? <laughs> uh, every day I'm like, can we color together? Can we color together? <laughs> but I think it's because like I've missed that creative outlet, which is also just ridiculous because that is my job. Yeah. And and in your effort to over deliver, you've made your job about all these things that you don't actually want it to be about. Absolutely. Like so good to see. I thought I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the trap of like, I'll feel better if other people are happier. And then we realize like, number one, like they're not always happier no matter what we do. (laughs) Number two, like it doesn't actually give me the fulfillment I thought it would. Right. Yeah. And also just because I can doesn't mean I should. Amen. I've heard that before. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds pretty good. (laughs) So, yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Oh, I'm so proud of you for working through all that. And I know that that was like not the fun task to have to do, but like what a gift to like give yourself. 
what's so cool here is just actually, you know, having Allie realize that what she wants is to be designing more and not less. Like she really made the job about all the other things versus what she actually wants to be doing, right? The reason she actually started this business. And I think what's so important to take away here is that we really do need to love our day to day, right? It's so important that we're doing the thing in business that we actually want to be doing. I'm not saying that you're going to love every moment of it. Certainly there will still be plenty of days where design feels like a job because in a sense it is right. But really being able to say like, this is the thing I want to be doing in my business. And so how do I design my model to be doing more of that is the reason for being an entrepreneur is because that's what's in your power, right? When we make the job about all the other things, you know, as Ali had, that's when we really start to lose some of that passion and excitement for our business. And it doesn't just feel like a job. Sometimes it feels like a job all the time. So really take this as a moment to take stock in your own business. Like, have I almost like designed the thing I love out of my business model? And if so, how can I really look at that and bring it back in more, which is exactly what we're going to do with Ali. Yeah, I, what's crazy is that I kept putting off, like, not really procrastinating, but putting it at the end of my to-do list to, like, go through my past investments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I thought, like, I thought it would just be depressing and I'd get down on myself. And, like, honestly, starting it, I, I wrote, like, what I learned. And then I went back to each one. And that's when I wrote, like, how I could forgive myself and them. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, this isn't heavy at all. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. Well, because you added that extra element in, right? Which is like, was the whole point was like, how can I actually forgive this so I can let it go versus it like being the thing that I'm trying to overcompensate for all the time almost, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the, I'm, I'm so with you on the design piece, but I think like even the more interesting thing that came out of that was the community piece, right? And that has been like, I mean, So originally, like, you know, I have, I started as a local business, you know, like people were coming to my door. I had my wedding community. And ever since I switched to online, even with just like stationary, I kept searching for that. And it's been something that has been longing in my life forever. (laughs) As dramatic as that can sound, like over six years, I've been longing for that sense of community. And I fell into traps, just like you noticed, of investing in things to get that. And then when it didn't work out, I was like more upset. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Well, listen, I think it makes sense. And and what I think was a little bit of a theme, and you tell me if this holds true, but it was almost like, I don't just keep thinking other people have the answers. I literally keep thinking like I have to be part of their community or their group or whatever, instead of like, wait, like. I could just have my own or I could just create that for myself or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, I said it to you, but I was like, I just kept trying to like shove the square peg in the circle hole or circle peg or however that statement goes. But like, I kept trying to get myself to fit in somewhere else. And I, I know I even wrote it out. Like I wanted to be younger. I wanted to be prettier. I wanted to be like the it girl for like, to be part of this community. And like, personally, those are all things that like, Oh, I would never say that to a friend. <laughs> like, so why would I try to do yeah. that online? Like, I would never do that. And I would have a long conversation with a friend if she was saying that to me. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy how many things that I tried to find 
and be a different person just to fit in instead of being who I am and just starting my own. This conversation just, you know, it's so heartbreaking in a way that we feel like we have to do all these things to fit in. And it's so liberating in another that she's realizing she doesn't have to, right? So Allie's really noticing that her previous investments were to fit in and how she's made so much of her business about doing what she should do to like, quote unquote, do it right or like fit in, right? She has such an opportunity here to forgive that, to reprioritize her own happiness and desires and to realize that she can go create those things she wants just as she is. It's so hard for us when we have a story of like, just as I am will not get me what I want, right? Instead of like, just as I am is from, is the place from which I can go get everything I want. And so, so many of those previous investments were because she felt like she was deficient in something or needed something else. And so if you have done that, just like, you know, like a heartfelt hug to you, we have all been there. And hopefully the realization for you is the same that like you can forgive yourself for that, but you also don't have to keep being in that story. You don't have to keep thinking if I was just, you know, whatever Ali's things she was saying were like young enough, pretty enough, whatever. No, no, no just as I am, how do I create more of what I want? When you take your power back like that, everything changes in your business. So just really appreciative for this conversation and really hope it gives you that same permission as well. Right? I think what's so helpful to see around that too, is that it's like, I was trying to fill like a need that had nothing to do with business. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's fine. It's just helpful to be able to note that because then you can fix it in a way, right? Where sometimes if we think like, oh gosh, this means something about my business that I'm not fitting in, or this means something about my business that I'm not getting my need met here, then it gets like really detrimental. But like, I think what you're taking away is like, that was just me like having a craving. Like it had nothing to do with like the success of my business actually. Right. But I think sometimes I would like let it spiral there because, you know, me and my overthinking. Yeah, totally. Like if I wasn't accepted, it was because like I would make up reasons of, well, maybe my work isn't good enough. Maybe they don't believe in what I do. Maybe they don't think that I'm good enough at this or, you know, like maybe they just think I'll never make it. So I let it go too far every time. And then I was even like it was a bigger catastrophe than it really ever was. (laughs) Yeah. Well, again, like we, it's, it's not about business, but then we make it mean so much about business, right? Yeah. Yep. And then that's the trap. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why we keep <laughs> investing too, right? Yeah. So the takeaway is like, you could just create your own community, right? Heck yeah. And that was like super exciting to you. Tell me about that. Yeah. Like I, a few years ago, I hosted a summit and honestly, like, reaching out to people and forming those relationships and like putting it all together and like doing all this planning and being a host like that is my obsession and I think that that's why like Mm. in the past I loved wedding planning because I got to see everything come together and like be the person that made it happen and like I love hosting in my home I love hosting parties Mm. like I just I love that sense of community and why I never like I don't know maybe it's because I just never believed I could I don't but why didn't I put that together? Because that is who I am. Like, that's what I want to do. Mm. I would rather host Christmas at my house than drive somewhere else and go to it. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. I think what's so helpful to see here and like, you know, this is just like the unwinding that we have to do sometimes is 
all of the the things that I'm doing have been like trying to make up for or uh almost like work around thinking I didn't fit in or it wasn't enough or I was going to whatever. And like this unwinding of like, well, if I was just doing it because it felt good, like I would just host and create community. If I was just doing it because it felt good, I would just design more. If I was just like doing it because I was already good enough, like this is how I'd run my business. And like, it's just so cool to see you being able to like step into that and get clear on that instead of like all the stories that were sitting on top of it that were like guiding your business model almost, right? Yeah, yeah. It absolutely was. Like I was making so many changes to what I wanted to do to overcompensate for everything that I thought I wasn't getting mm-hmm. instead of just making it happen <laughs> and doing what I like. Yeah. Okay. So good. So the two things that we want to do here then are like continue to like narrow in the service, which I think we kind of did. We threw a service page where we can talk about that and then like figure out like what element of community you add into all this. Yes. So at the end of the day, our stories tend to guide our business model if we're not paying attention. So notice how Allie's story of needing to overcompensate and make sure no one was ever disappointed has literally been the kind of linchpin on which she's built her business model, right? And it's made her build a model that she doesn't actually love, right? Anytime, you know, our stories are the thing that's guiding our whole business model, we're so much more likely to end up kind of in a position that we don't actually want to be in. When we can handle those stories first and build the business model from a neutral place around what we love and want to be delivering and the value we want to be giving, things get so much easier. But so many of us do this. So this is just a great reflection opportunity if you're listening. What stories have built your business model? What stories are you telling yourself that you have to do it this way? Or this is the way to make sure no one's ever disappointed? Or this is the way to overcompensate for things that have happened to you in the past? Like, where are those stories showing up for you? Obviously, yours might be totally different than Allie's. And are they really making you create a business model that you don't ultimately love? If so, really check in on that because this is such an important awareness that really can be the difference between a business that lights you up and one that doesn't. Yes. So fun. As you saw in Basecamp, I kind of like got way too excited and had too many ideas. So you need to rein me in. (laughs) No, I think that was good. I mean, certainly we can't do them all at once, but I do think it's like good to like, be able to go there to ideate, to get excited about. I mean, like, I think you even said this in there, but it's like the most excited you've been about your business in a while, right? In a long time. Yes. And like, that's what we're looking for. You know, I think we just are so quick to make that unimportant. Well, and it's also like like, slightly funny that all of this is happening when I'm on pause kind of for the holiday break. Mm. <laughs> so it is giving my, t- my brain that time to like just expand because I don't have to worry about getting all the client work done right now. So it's almost like perfect timing too. Yeah. And I think like, you know, you, you kind of reevaluate at the end of the year naturally. And it's like so cool to be kind of like doing that reevaluation and then being able to, to, know that you're going into next year creating like more of what you want instead of like almost like pushing yourself further away from that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So good. 
So I think it might make sense to start talking about services since we're a little bit more locked in there and then we can kind of move to the community piece. Does that feel good? Sure. Okay. So you saw most of my comments. I think um, most of them were like, yeah, this is good, but even, you know, rain this amount of check-ins in a little or like make the first package a little bit smaller, things like that. So tell me what you think about all that. Um, so one of the questions that I had, like going through all of this is, so this is the process, <laughs> but I think I don't know how to communicate all of this clearly. Like I know on the sales call, I can communicate it, but I don't want my proposal to be so overwhelming that they don't read everything either. And I feel like that has been a common denominator in some of the issues that I've had in the past. Like it's so overwhelming to go through everything that I have listed. So I don't know where to like some of the things that you have of like, um, I would make it clear there's an additional fee and timeline here. Like I don't know how to put that in that it's going to be read, let alone noticed or. (laughs) Well, here's my take and you can tell me what comes up for you here, but like, I don't think that you even need to put all that in a proposal. I think the proposal is like, yo, this is what you get. (laughs) Okay. Right? Like you get X website, X amount of choices, X revision, whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think the proposal can be like very narrowed in. Okay. Um, I don't think you have to like say all of those extras of like, and if you want X amount revisions, it's this, it's that. But I think that can be for client onboarding call. So that that's kind of done. Does that make sense? So after they have booked. Yeah. So I need to add that in somewhere. <laughs> yes. I think that it it's not like we're trying to hide anything from them pre-booking by any means, but it's just like we want to more be clear on the front end, like here's exactly what you're buying. And then on the back end, we can say like, and if we had to move a timeline, here's what this look like. Or if you ask for extra work, here's what this would look like. Like that's not a prerequisite for them buying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I was trying to communicate all of that beforehand and it, it's just mm-hmm. a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I agree. I think that's too much to communicate before. It's almost like, just as like an example. So like in my coaching package, you get 18 sessions, but it would be like if I was trying to put on my sales page, but in case you miss a session, here are the things that happen. And in case you like whatever here are all the things that happen like do you see what I'm saying yeah yep it just wouldn't make sense but like once we have a contract and onboarding that's where like all of that comes into place so I definitely would have it in your contract and I certainly would have um an initial meeting to go over that with clients but I wouldn't um feel like you need to put that in a proposal okay okay And again, I think that that's just, (laughs) just that noticing of like, because you feel like you've had bad experiences, you're almost trying to like overcompensate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's also like, I, I think every time I have a client that questions me or asks too many questions, I'm like, oh, I should add that in somewhere. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the next client never has that. Like, I'm never going to be able to fix all of the problems or Yeah. You know, and I think that that's what I keep trying to do. Like if one thing happens with somebody, then I try to fix it for everybody. Right. Right. You know what it reminds me of? It's so funny, but this is like a funny example and it's true, which is like, you know, if there's like someone like 
like, this is such a stupid example. It's like, and when I lived in my sorority house, like this one person would always eat everyone's food that they put in the fridge. (laughs) And then we'd get these blanket emails, like, please don't eat other people's food. And it was like, why are we all getting this email? Like, we know who is eating the fucking food. Just tell her to stop. Like, it's almost like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure do. I lived in a sorority house. (laughs) Yeah. Like, this is not a problem for everyone. (laughs) So yes, it's it's like, no, we don't need to make that. Certainly if there's themes you see or if there's questions that you can answer up front, like, of course that's great. But I think like, yeah, it's just like taking it so far where you're trying to make it so that nobody ever has a question or problem is just unrealistic. Well, and I think like on the side note that I do it, so I think that it will cut down my the massive amount of communication so I mm-hmm. could get back to designing and then it really doesn't. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally. And what I think is going to cut that down is just the redesign of the service overall that we're doing, right? Yes. Cool. Okay, so let's really, really, like, I'll give you that as a to-do, but basically, like, really paring down the proposal so it's very clear what they're getting, making sure the specifics of, like, extended timelines, additional costs or whatever is in the contract, and then having that initial client meeting, but not feeling like all of that has to be in one place. (laughs) Right. Okay. And then what did you think about the piece of um, just making design and website one offer and then brand collateral a different offer? Well, and that, yes, like, you know, I had questions about it because as you know, like I'm obsessed with designing all those things. So I don't ever want to get rid of that because I mean, never. But I just, it never felt right, like, on a call of, well, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? What what else do you need? What else? Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then sometimes it felt like my proposal, again, was so long and overwhelming. And then, oh, the price. And, you know, like, and then working on it, they felt like the homework was even more intense because there was 87 different parts to it where right. I just, like, do I believe in a branded client experience? Yes, first and foremost. Do I think that there's a better way for me to deliver that? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. So, yeah, I, moving it or finding a better streamline of how it's presented is needed. Yes. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that, like, just because we're saying it's valuable, it doesn't mean it has to be included initially. Does that make sense? <laughs> Everything has to be included all the time. <laughs> Right, 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 right. And I get, like, it's just so helpful to see, like, I'm just always, like, so excited when we notice these things because it makes it easier. But it's just so helpful to see how, like, this is still built off that same reason of, like, give them everything. Never make it feel like anything got left out or whatever. Instead of, like, walk them through the process. Like, they don't have to get it all up front, right? What are you talking about? (laughs) I can't imagine where that's coming from. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. So like that, that would be my recommendation is have like web design or design and website as one and then have brand collateral as the additional after, especially because like, I'll I'll just speak from my perspective here, but like, I'm not a visual person at all. It's very, very hard for me to like picture something until I see it. So even thinking through that before I've like seen the brand or seen the website would be like, almost impossible for my brain. Right. And it is sometimes that then I started talking about like, okay, well, 
how do you find clients? Where do they come from? You know, and like, just like I had talked to you before, like I never felt confident in giving like business strategy. Not that, again, not that I can't and not that I don't know what I'm doing, but that's what it almost turned into in the call of, okay, well, where are your clients coming from? Okay. How are you getting them there? What do you need for that? You know, like that's weird if I don't want to offer that. And then I shut it down later. (laughs) Yeah. Like you were almost trying to like help them visualize it instead of just being like, well, what, I can just design the thing first and then they'll be able to kind of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Okay. Good. I love that. I'll give you that to do to kind of like separate those out. Something that's nice about that too is like it helps people break up an investment as well. Yeah. And I had mentioned that of like, I want. And I love my clients to stay on with me and I work with clients long term. So why I was trying to give them everything shoved into one package, it's kind of crazy because wouldn't I rather watch them grow and need it as they need it? Mm, Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, nobody knows what opt-in they're launching and if they want a thank you page because they're going to advertise. And like, I was asking those things. (laughs) (laughs) And their brain is like literally exploding. I don't know. I want a website. (laughs) (laughs) So good to notice that though. Okay, cool. That's an easy fix. Okay. So anything else service related, like what that's coming up for you to kind of finish that out? Um, I don't think so because the website will be so streamlined now. Like, yeah. That's where I had a lot of questions before, but I think like changing this is just going to take those questions out. So good. And like, you know, what's so funny there too is like, just notice how everything is in here. When I have a lot of questions about my service, people tend to have a lot of questions about my service. <laughs> When it feels so clear to me and so obvious that I don't even have a lot of questions about it, then like reliably, that's what will be the experience of most people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So funny how that is, right? Yeah. And even like working. So after I worked through this, I sat down and I started going through your um, content planning party. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now I need to change my messaging. (laughs) But one step at a time. One step at a time. Yeah. What feels like the big change for you there in terms of messaging? Um, so to me, where I'm looking at this is this is easy. This is let's get you a brand. Let's get you noticed. Let's get you a website that converts. Then you grow mm. where before I was trying like, oh, you're already big. Let's fix all these things. Mm. Or I I mean, I don't even I don't know how to even describe it. Like, um, again, I was trying to, like, overhaul everything they'd ever done instead of just, like, helping them build it, even though, like, in my head, that's where it was going. Um, So my messaging right now speaks to, like, so you've cobbled it all together. You have all these moving parts. And what do you do? Which is mm-hmm. still the truth. But it needs to be simpler. <laughs> Am I making any sense? Yeah. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I was just processing. I'll tell you what's coming up for me is I think what happens here is that sometimes we get very focused on where they're at mm-hmm. versus like what is the problem we're solving. Right. So with some of that, it was like, oh, they're 
they're new, they're not new, they're further along, they're not further along. And it's really like, do they need a new website? (laughs) I'm teasing you a little bit. Certainly we need to speak to their pain points and be specific so we can get there. But like, I think it's almost like two steps back in terms of just like back to basics. Like you need a website and brand that like fully articulates like who you are. Right. You're here to serve. Whether you've been in business for one month or five years, that's non-negotiable to success kind of messaging, right? Yes. And that way you don't limit yourself either way because it really doesn't matter to you. Like it, that is relevant if it matters to the process. Does that make sense? Right. And it doesn't. And you, you made yeah. me realize that like, because before when I sat down to write down that ideal client, I was like in business for five years has been so successful, you know, and like, no, <laughs> that doesn't matter. It's never mattered at all who I work with. And I still took on different clients. So I don't know right. why I was trying to like hone in on this. And I think like the unique proposition of this, and you tell me if this still is true, is like, it's just faster and simpler. Yeah. And that's the person that I wanted, that they're busy. They need something that's going to be like, Mm. all right, let's make a decision. Let's move through this. Yeah. And yet I was making it way more complicated. Totally. So then the messaging becomes more like, hey, I'm here to like make it faster, simpler and easier for you than like. You know, maybe you're avoiding getting the website done because you think that you don't have the time or whatever. Like, I got it. Right. And like, I wrote that in my copy in a very mm-hmm. complicated, extreme way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what happens, and this is like just helpful to see, is like, if we're drawing in people that are super busy, but then we're overwhelming them with decisions and templates and proposals and whatever, then like, we're actually like kind of almost like mismatching there a little bit, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's just good to see where like now your service is really a match for who you're calling in. So in many ways, like you're just slightly refining the message more than you're even having to like redo it. Yeah. Yes. Does that feel true? It does. Because even like working through um, the content planning party, I was like, well, no, like I'm still talking about all the same things. I just need to Mm -hmm. say it clearer. Yeah. Bingo. Which is great because it means you were like, you're on the right direction. You're maybe just going to update some stuff. Like you were, you're speaking the person you want. It's just not with all these complications around it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I was even having like visions of my service page being like completely different of like one, bam, two, bam, you know, like this is it. Check. Move on. And what's that Einstein quote? It's like, if you can't explain it simply, you don't know it well enough. That's a good one. (laughs) Right? So I think that's just like a good thing for you to play with here, which is like, okay, how is, what is the simplest way I can explain it? I help you, you know, build an amazing brand and website in the least amount of time with the least decisions or something like that. Right? So something that is wildly helpful in business is just looking at everything as a mirror, right? So when we have so many questions about our offers, we can almost guarantee that our clients will. It's like that quote we were talking about. If you can't explain it simply, you don't know it well enough. That applies to our offer, our message, our marketing plan, right? So if you're feeling a certain way about it, you basically have to assume that your clients or your potential clients are feeling a certain way about it too. It's why I always talk about 
getting sold on your own value first, because if you're not, we can almost assume everything will be a mirror to that, right? So that's why it's so important for Allie to really solidify these offers and not have so many questions dancing around in her head because that's what is going to make the process easier because it's what will kind of guarantee her clients don't have as many questions as well. So really look at where that mirror concept is showing up in your own business, whether it's your offer, your message, your marketing plan, the more you can get clear, the more simply you can explain it, the more sold you are on it, the more you're gonna have all of that come back to you. See, I always get on these calls and people say things and I'm like, yeah, can you say that again so I can like write that down? Luckily for you, this is recording. I know, thank God. Like my brain just does not say things like that. It's day one that it says, like, getting clear on your message. Wow. My statement is a lot longer than that. (laughs) Well, I think, and you tell me if this still is true, that's some of that enoughness stuff. Like, right when we have that, we're always almost trying to overcompensate. Yeah. So it's really, really tough to do for ourselves, you know? But, like, with with me, it's easier because I'm not trying to prove anything in your business, so to speak, (laughs) right? So it's a little bit easier, but... When you hear it, then you can go, oh, yeah, that actually makes sense. I really like how simple that is. It's just hard when we're the one in it, you know? Yeah. Yep. Because, again, yeah. looking at this now, I'm like, did I need to shove all of that in there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one sentence yeah. and it's six lines. <laughs> right. Pretty easy, huh? Yeah. That needs rework. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, all right. So you're going to kind of work on that while you have this down slash not downtime. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. All right. So talk to me about community stuff then. Oh, yes. Community. I don't know. Like I have all of the ideas and then no solid idea, which I don't need to have. Um, a lot of it. And I, I told you I was in a group, like when I first started online, that was just like, a mom group and there were, I think they were bi-weekly. I'm not even sure calls where like you could just ask questions and everybody masterminded together. And if you needed to, you put in an advance if you had a hot seat of something that you really wanted help with. And there wasn't like a clear message of the day and there wasn't any like specific coaching, but it was, I mean, it's just a mastermind. There's not Mm -hmm. a fancier way to name it, but it was just like, it was my home. I, there's still girls that I was in there. Like I said, I send random messages too. And some of them are just absolutely killing it. And I couldn't be more proud that like, oh my God, I was in a group with them back in the day. You know, like I miss that feeling and I want that and I wanted mm-hmm. to create that. And then when I started, I think it was a couple years ago, I started like mapping this out that maybe I'll create this coaching program to like, build a brand and I can create this community that I'm helping do that. And then it, mm. I don't even remember like somebody was like, but you don't want to coach. And I'm like, well, no, it's more like a community where they're like asking questions or, you know, <laughs> so I just shelved it instead and just made it my one-on-one service. And that's kind of where it probably got overcomplicated as well, because I was trying to create all of these things. Mm. Um, But yeah, I don't, so I don't know where I want to go with it. I want the, I want the genuine connection. I want the friendship that you can, you feel when you know you can go to somebody and ask hard questions for the day. 
mm-hmm. where you're not going to be judged. I, yeah, <laughs> all those things. Well, listen, I'm, I'm sure this is like maybe going to be uh, an unpopular opinion. Um, so if you're listening, sorry, but um I think like one of the great things for you is that you're not selling something like that. Like you're not selling a mastermind. So you have every reason to create one that you just want for free. Like I think where it gets complicated for like, if I'm a coach or whatever, and I'm trying to do a free mastermind over here, and then I'm trying to sell one over here, obviously that is a conflict of interest. Right. But like for you, that's like only an upside. It gives me the community. It gives me the whatever. It's not like I'm trying to build a business off this. So there's like no downfall to me, you know, doing that. Like they might be the best referral partners I could even have for design. Like there's so many upsides for you in doing that. We're like, I wouldn't tell all of my clients like, yeah, go start a free mastermind, certainly. (laughs) But like um, for your business model and for what you're trying to do, like it just makes complete sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's exciting because like, I know that that's what's been missing. And I know that that's like even half of the investments that I've been upset with. It's because of that. Like, <laughs> what's that? Oh, uh, like the missing of the community. Like I would, oh, yeah. I would spend big money to be part of this community. And then the community wasn't there. And why was I spending money for like this coaching community when I didn't even like the coaching wasn't the part that I was attracted to. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's big, right? Like I was, I was like buying a thing, hoping to get a different thing almost. Absolutely. And I did that lots of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I, I think there's zero downfall for you, especially because it does serve your business and that like it could be great partnerships. These women could hire you or they could refer you or whatever, but it really just serves you as a business owner. And that's kind of the point here. <laughs> right. Right. Which is like, well, it served me so much as a business owner to have community. I've been looking for it for so long. So like, yeah, I would say like hundred percent run at this. Like, you know, you could reach out to people that you used to do it with. You could write up what kind of like structure, you know, you want to have for it. You could reach out to people that, you know, you could post in groups and see who's interested. I mean, like this could be a whole thing that you get to kind of build and which is so cool, like build it without pressure. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because it's not like I'm charging that somebody could be upset or, you know, Mm -hmm. like if you don't like it, peace out. (laughs) Right. And listen, you'll probably learn from, from that initial experience and you might change it. You might evolve it, whatever, but it's just kind of like, I think the biggest thing here is almost like taking back your power around it where it felt like I was giving my power away and then I was disappointed and it's just kind of like stepping back into it. Like, well, if I want that, like I can just go create it. Yeah. Because even ones like where I would sign up to be like placed into a mastermind, Mm. sometimes like, and I'm sure it's happened to other people, like you get placed in it and you're like, well, why am I here? Like, how did I get matched with some of these people? Or, you know, like, uh, I don't even know. Like the alignment was never explained, Mm -hmm. I guess. So sometimes Mm -hmm. it just left more of a question mark of like, okay. And then other people wouldn't be committed to the mastermind. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Well, listen, I mean, like, 
in anything that you do that involves a lot of humans, there's dynamic and variables, right? Right. So, like, even if you do a free one, there's going to be people that are more committed than others. Absolutely. Better, right? Yeah. Just fine. It's just, like, do I feel, like, excited about being part of it? Do I feel my power around it? Is it something that's serving me versus taking away from me? Like, all of those kind of things, right? Right. And I think that's what, you know, you get to really, like, take it upon yourself to sort of, like, own, create, foster, all of that. Again, because it serves your business, but really because it's just what you're deeply craving. And when we meet those needs, right, when we listen to ourselves on that level, then, like, life and business get fun and easy. It's like the desire you're having to just be doing, like, way more design and way less other stuff. Well, like, business is going to get more fun when you are letting yourself do that, you know? Life gets more fun if I'm craving community and then I build it. So, like, that's really it, you know. And, again, like, it, it will vary how people are showing up for it, et cetera, et cetera. But that's kind of not the point. It's, like, am I taking, you know, all my power around this and owning, like, this is something I want and desire and I'm going after it. So exciting. Okay, so I feel like step one is maybe just, like, write up what you're thinking in terms of, like, what you want in a group, what you think, like, the almost like rules, so to speak, would be right. Like obviously said in like a lighthearted way, but like, you know, we meet X amount of time, you commit in this way, we support each other like this, that kind of thing. I just love this conversation about Allie taking back her power around community. And what I love about it too, is that it it really is awesome for her business model too, right? I am definitely not always telling all my clients, oh, great. You want that? Just go create that for free. No thing. However, for Allie, it really, really does make a ton of sense in terms of the connection she's looking to make, the community vibe she wants to feel, the thing that she's been looking for in other investments, plus, you know, referral sources and opportunities. So it when we can find one of those things that gets us so excited and checks so many of those boxes, it's just a no-brainer to run at. And what's been happening to Allie in the past is she was feeling like she had to get that through someone else. Well, that's a story we get to let go of right here. Like if I want community, I just get to go create it instead of I have to keep trying on investments to find the right community or whatever that is, right? We're so quick to think that we can't just make it or to think someone else knows better. And so look at where this is happening for you. Where are you thinking that someone else knows better? Someone else has to create it. Someone else, you know, has to be the one to kind of put it together or whatever that is for you. And look at how you can take back your power there. It is just so cool to see Allie's excitement around this, to see how much she wants to step into this and to just see how it's so expansive for her mind to think that like she could just be the one to do it, right? It's just so, so, so cool. Obviously, y'all know empowerment is so important. It's totally my thing. So just thrilled to have Allie stepping into this place and would love to invite you to look at where you have an opportunity to do the same in your own business. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can start putting that together because I've already like, sorry, that was noisy. Taking notes. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've already like, my mind's been racing. So I have so many different ideas and I, yeah. I think I just need to start like getting them out. Yeah. And then you just, again, like you might evolve it, but you just get one down on paper, you pick it and you run with it. And then if it evolves from there, great. Yeah. And you think just like reaching out to 
people <laughs> and see what they think? Or do you think posting in random groups or? Well, if you already have people in mind, I certainly would start there. Right? Like if you, I mean, I think that makes the most sense in, in any regard, which is like if I already have people that I think would be a great fit for this, let me start with that. In terms of like posting, what I would say is like get really clear what you're looking for. Um, you know, like do you want them to like be able to commit X time or have X values or be running X type of business or whatever? Um, and then maybe even have like a little application or whatever. Like I would still treat it like it's a whole thing, even if it's not paid. Like not that you have to put all this work into it, but I mean – you know, like you want it to be something that you really value and really enjoy. And so like, you know, does someone want a, a free mastermind enough to fill out an application? That kind of thing, you know? So basically like step one, start with people, you know, like if that fills it up, great. Step two might be like put out the opportunity, like be really clear on what you're looking for, have an application. Maybe you have a quick chat with someone and then take it from there. How fun is that? What are you thinking? Oh, I'm just smiling, like thinking of the list already in my okay, head. <laughs> yeah. And I think what's beautiful is like almost like, again, it's not like I want this to take up all your time or whatever, but it's like treating it as like it's allowed to take up time in my business because this is a need I have as a business owner. Well, and I also think that it will probably not take up as much time as me sitting there spinning my wheels, asking myself the same questions all the time instead of just like meeting and asking a question and getting somebody's harsh feedback of that stupid move on. (laughs) Well, let me give you a little bit of a hard time there really quick though. I think like notice how there is the difference between like, do I want to be coached or do I want like a community to support and cheerlead me? Right. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. So just like separating those out, I think is valuable because like, again, it's sometimes like where it's just like coaching with me, I can do that for you. But what I can't give you is like a huge community. Right. Yeah. So what the community can give you is like a really supportive community, but what they might not be able to give you is like, here's the answer. Do this. Here's the feedback. Does that make sense? sense? Right. And yeah, I probably worded that wrong. I didn't mean like, I'm going to go with all my business questions. I'm saying like, Sometimes I just need to like get something out so I can move forward. Yeah, totally. And and, and I totally hear you. It's, I, it's not like a huge thing. It's just like good to like have those specific containers where it's like, I'm getting this here. I'm getting this here. That kind of thing. Does that make sense? And I think like that's almost a lesson you learned from that processing of like past investments as I was trying to get everything somewhere. Right. Yeah. And almost like this. Yeah, and almost the same lesson with client with clients. I was trying to give them everything. So what we're almost doing is like now piecing things apart with clients, with like what you want, with how you're getting supported, so that it feels really full and holistic, but isn't just coming from one place, right? Yes, not all your same eggs in the one basket. Exactly. I um I really like Esther Perel. She's a therapist I follow, and she talks about that in terms of um your like your partnership or your relationship. Like most people are trying to have a partner that meets like every need. Like I can talk to you like my girlfriend, but I'm like 
obsessed with you like I would be like a lover, but I'm like in partnership with you and we're like building a family together and like you make me laugh all the time and I can bring all my problems to you and like you pick up your towels off the floor and, 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 and you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like not possible. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? So it's just good to see that. Like I can't give that to someone in my business. I'm probably not going to get it from someone else, but I can build all of these things around me that fully support me. Okay, so there's a really important note that I want to make at the end of this episode, something that feels very, very important to say here. I really, really want to make sure that this episode is not coming across as a case to not invest, not listen to mentors, not get support, right? But it is a case to make sure we check what place we're coming from in doing so. Okay, so I'm literally going to say that one more time because it's so important. This is not a case to not invest or not listen to mentors, you know, get supported, all of that. It is a case to make sure we check what place we're coming from in doing so. If I'm investing because I feel not enough, like Ali was feeling like she wasn't young enough, pretty enough, didn't fit in enough, right? I'm likely to get more of that experience. Isn't that interesting? I'm coming from a place of not feeling enough. And then almost every one of these investments reinforce that and made me feel not enough. So often in our industry, we invest because we think there are all these things wrong with us. And that makes us do things like trust others and not ourselves, invest in places we don't even really want to be, right? So this is just a reminder to find investments that actually feel great and help you be more you, not tell you it's wrong to be you or that you should be less of you, or not that you're going into from this real deficit place of feeling like I'm broken, I'm not enough, I'm not fitting in enough, all of that, because typically we will not get what we're truly looking for out of it. Find those investments that feel great, that you're entering from the right intention, that are there to help you be more you, right? Totally the magic every single time. So I still very much believe in investing and listening to mentors and getting support and being challenged, all of those amazing things that come with it. But please, please, please check your intentions when you do it, because I promise that will be one of the biggest game changers of how the entire thing plays out. Okay, so we have writing out the mastermind specifics, inviting people. We have, you know, separating the design and collateral in the service process. We have reworking the proposal. Anything else feel really present or like something that's really on your mind to kind of like dive into while you have some of this we're calling it downtime but I know it's not but you know what I mean um I am I'm gonna continue working through the content planning I think I'm gonna finish out like then I think two more days is all I have left and then I was going to have you look over that because obviously there's going to be ways to simplify this yeah Yeah. and then yeah so I am which doesn't seem like much now but I am like social media is done and scheduled through the end of the year so I was like trying to start writing again now to get ahead seemed so much more far farther in (laughs) advance than it does looking at the calendar today wow good job you have nine days (laughs) i know it feels like next year is so far away but it's like 10 days away damn it (laughs) so funny so yeah i wanted to like get clear on that messaging and then i was going to start like putting together the plan moving forward to give to my va because she kind of like makes the calendar and i just fill it all in Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. 
Well, and I think we talked about this in base camp, but just like helpful to say again, which is like, it can be so tempting to almost like want all the other stuff figured out before you start writing to it. Yeah. But like, just start writing like all this is in place because your future self will thank your past self for that. Right. Yeah. And, and I even said that to you, like, now I feel like I need to redo my website, but I need to write this first. And I think that like writing these, even like those five Facebook posts, I'm still like trying to work on that for groups and like writing those, it's helping me clarify what message Mm -hmm. will be like best in my head before I even start on that. So. Yes. So true. So good. Right. And I can test them and see and write 30 different ones until I find what I actually like to write most about. So. Oh my goodness. Listen to you. Coming from the girl that probably like six months ago would have said, I don't like to write. (laughs) Yeah. And definitely wouldn't have just said like, I'll just write them and test them. (laughs) (laughs) No. That was like a fuck no. (laughs) That was a hard pass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you. It's so true. And, And it's spot on. Like it's so much better to be doing that through content because then the rewriting the website copy will flow. But when you're trying to do the huge undertaking of like website copy before you've ever even written a few posts around it, it's going to feel so heavy. Yeah. And I think like, even if it's just those five Facebook group posts and then just writing like even two weeks of January content, I think like I'm going to have a much clearer picture on this than like Right now, working through the days and, like, some of the steps, I've been trying to, oh, well, I can just copy and paste that off my website. I'm like, no, I can't. Yes, I can. Mm. No, I can't. Like, I'm battling in my own head, and it's going to get easier. Yeah, totally. Everything is about to get easier because, and this is worth saying again, because you're going to be doing the things that are important to you that you want to do because you just want to do them that are in alignment with you, not that, like, you're doing to overcompensate or because someone told you you should or because you think somebody's going to be lost without that or whatever, right? I got to sit down and design a brand and a website this past week, and mm. it felt so damn good to design again. Mm. Yes, like you don't have to be a copy coach. You get to be a designer. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, I'm not in a Google Doc. Yay. Yay. And listen, like, I think that's such a value to your clients. Like, I want my designer to love designing. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's such a huge gift to them and a value that you're giving them. Like, how? Like, I'm sure anyone listening to this that needs design is like, oh, my God, that's how I want my designer to feel about designing. Well, and it's so funny because, like, I get obsessed when I design something. So, like, one of the girls (laughs) I emailed the proof to, it took her a day to email me back. And the whole time I'm like, oh my God, what if she doesn't like it? (laughs) And she loved it. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful, Mm -hmm. but, (laughs) but I still haven't heard back from the other one. I'm like, slow your roll. It's the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But I'm still on. And, and listen, I think it's just like, that's the stuff you get to keep unwinding, like noticing it almost doesn't matter because it was so fun for me. Yeah. It almost doesn't matter because she gets revisions anyway. Like just kind of like pulling apart the importance of that and keep keeping the focus on like, but did I have fun? Like what I always try to think about is like, do I like what my Monday through Friday? Because the whole reason I left a nine to five is to like my Monday through Friday. 
thinking. Yeah. Oh, God. And like I, I sent you that <laughs> little screenshot. Yeah. I got that Facebook reminder, like memories. Ten years ago, I left my job for the last time. And like, it's been so fun watching those little like, because, you know, the next three days it was like, Hello, former blah, blah, blah employee. You know, like, I'm like oh. it feels so good. Like, I can't believe it's been 10 years. But at the same time, like, I can't wait to see what's going to happen this next year. Well, and I also think that that's just like a massive moment to stop and give yourself credit. Like, you should like literally look up the statistics on that. I don't know them off the top of my head, but most small businesses don't survive 10 years. So you certainly adjusted and pivoted along the way, but to be able to say that you have sustained working for yourself for 10 years is an accomplishment so few people ever get. And so sure, you need to refine some things. Sure, you're you're finding better ways to do things, but just hitting that mark where you can sincerely say like you've worked for yourself for 10 years is just such an incredible milestone and like just an incredible achievement. And I just really want you to like take a moment for that. Yeah. I am like an emotional freak, so I couldn't believe that I didn't like bust down crying. But if I would have had a bottle of champagne in my house, I'm pretty sure I would have busted that open. Just seeing that memory pop up, I was like, oh, my God, it's been 10 years. Like, I knew it had been like it was getting close and I knew January, like because I I opened on January 2nd. You couldn't open on the first, you know, and I knew it was coming. But then like seeing it was different. Yeah. It's a big freaking deal. And that's what I want to celebrate with community. (laughs) Totally. That's such a beautiful example. Like that's where like having a group to just go to and be like, I just want to be like witness. And the fact that I've like been doing this for 10 years is so valuable. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love my husband dearly, but I told him and he's like, well, thank God. (laughs) Like (laughs) a little bit more, like just something. (laughs) Anything other than that. (laughs) I mean, at least so Megan funny. had a dance party with me. <laughs> Aw, so cool. But yes, no, I totally hear what you're saying. Especially if you haven't done it. Like, I started your your own business kind of like that. It's so hard to, like, conceptualize, like, what stamina that takes to stay in it for 10 years, right? Well, he, he is a business owner, so, like, it's even <laughs> funnier. True. I always forget that. He is a business Yeah, but, owner. like, his is so different because, you know, it's restaurant yeah. industry. So, like, it's all about profit and loss and numbers. And I'm like, yeah, but it's about the feeling of working with that client. <laughs> For sure. And they're obviously having a super tough year in yeah. the industry, too. So, he probably, thank God, feels like an appropriate response. <laughs> For him, oh. if he's not, like, cussing or yelling, it's like, yay. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, I am so proud of you. Huge, huge, huge congratulations. And I hope... Like that's, I mean, really take that as evidence that like, you know what you're doing so much more than you think you don't like it's, it's probably all of the people that you're learning from and looking up to it, myself included, haven't been in business for themselves for 10 years. So it's really something to take away. Well, and this is like something crazy. And I, I knew that I'm like, I'm like a, I'll keep going, I'll keep going, I'll keep going type of person. But I didn't realize how resilient I was in like, the way that I pivoted when something wasn't working or when I became a mom and had to like switch everything that I was doing. Like, yeah, it was, it's interesting to think about and like look back on and reflect. So good. Beautiful. All right. Celebrate yourself will be one of your uh, to do's (laughs) as well. I will put those in. You have the best holiday ever or as best as you possibly can this year. Mm -hmm. Have fun with Beckett and keep me posted in Basecamp. Will do. Same to you. 
Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.